Welcome to the Unapologetic Woman podcast with your host, yours truly, Pam Armstrong. Dog mom to two, now turned amateur podcaster. I'm here to help you make your second half of your life epic. Whether you're in your 40s, 50s, or beyond, it doesn't matter. A space dedicated to strong, mindful, powerful women who are on a mission to live their best authentic midlives, to break through their own limits and BS and reinvent themselves on their own terms. This is for you, the unapologetic woman. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Unapologetic Woman podcast. And I'm your host, Pam Armstrong. How's everyone doing today? We are on episode six. You guys, it's amazing. How are you all feeling today? How's the kids? How's the fur babies? Okay, enough about the small talk today. Today's going to be chill. I'm going to share a story about when I manifested $70,000 in probably about two months time using the law of attraction. And I know some of you might be thinking that this is maybe a little too woo-woo. You don't believe in it. And I'm not, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of defending the law of attraction because um, it is, it's quite prevalent that it exists. But I will do a quick explanation of it, simply explaining what it is. And, uh, and you can make your um, decision on um, reflecting in your own life. So the law of attraction says that you will attract into your life whatever you focus on. So whatever you give energy or focus to, it will come back to you. So if you stay focused on the good and the positive things in your life, you will automatically attract the more good and positive vibes. And you can also say that about shit storms that you attract into your life and the drama. Um, I know, I know people that on a regular continue to attract the same, the same shit in their life on a regular basis. And without even realizing that they are doing it to themselves. So there are also five caveats that go along with the law of attraction. And so when you're continuously focusing on, or you are trying to focus on good things or focus on what you want in your life or what you want to experience in your life, you need to understand that um, there are some things that can block that. And you need to not worry about the hows, like how is it going to happen? That's a big, uh, that's a big block for people. The when, when it's going to happen and the who. But the most important things that can speed up the law of attraction is we're going to go back to taking action and imperfect action. Just take action that will help your cause and don't put so much importance on what you want. Because when you're putting so much importance on something, it is telling the universe that you are desperate 
that you are lacking what you want. So the universe will continue to match your energy, your vibration. Oh, you are desperate for something. So, and you want something. So you are in lacking and it will just continuously be this vicious circle. And I think the most important uh, thing that anyone, and it hasn't been really talked about and it's starting to show up and I'm a really big believer in this, is they will say, the top, top thought leaders will say this, act as if. And the more I've been researching this over the years and implementing in my own life, it is actually act as is. So what that means is that, say for instance, you want to be a doctor. Just say that as an example. So before you become a doctor, you take on the beliefs of a doctor. That's why doctors actually do not get sick because a doctor in their mind believes that they are healthy and they will never get sick and very few doctors get sick and they've taken on the being of a doctor. How does a doctor think? How does a doctor feel? What, do, what does the doctor believe? So if you could use that or implement that in any area of your life, the biggest Thing I noticed that if you are a parent, before you were a parent, you were not in that identity. But once you become a parent, you make that shift and you take on a new identity as a parent without even consciously realizing that. And you can take on any identity and come from the being and you will speed up the process of actually having whatever you're looking for or wanting. If you want to be a millionaire, you want to be wealthy. What is a millionaire? What is somebody wealthy thinking about? What do they like to do? What are the beliefs of a, a very wealthy, wealthy person? What are the values of a very wealthy person? Okay. What are the thoughts? What are the feelings? These are pretty powerful emotions that I'm quite certain if you implement these emotions behind a thought or whatever you're focusing on, you will experience, if you're consistent, you will experience whatever it is that you are trying to attract into your life, good or bad. And it can, like I said, it can work on the opposite side of if you're consistently worrying about something with the emotion of worry and anxiety and fear, you will attract that into your life. So the main thing is to focus on whatever it is that you want to attract into your life with a powerful emotion, be it gratitude is one of the most powerful emotions by saying thank you for whatever you have, um, whatever you're trying to attract in your life. You thank the universe. You're just grateful that you have it that will speed it up very, very quickly. I remember when the, and I'm sure you can recall this as well, when The Secret came out in 2007 and it talked about just think it and you will attract whatever it is into your life. And The Secret definitely left out a lot of steps and it got a bad rap. And do I think it was a marketing grab? Yes. But it did spread awareness to the average human 
about the law of attraction. And it opened up a whole dialogue and conversation about the law of attraction and how it can benefit anybody if you, if you use it properly on a daily basis. So I'm going to talk about how I implemented the law of attraction, uh, attracting $70,000, in fact, into my life in two months. Yeah, it was around two months. And I did this through real estate. And this was years ago, many years ago, when I first got into real estate investing. I remember an associate was doing some real estate investing in the U.S. And he was sharing some stories and and one of the strategies, etc. And I was very curious and I've always been, I think if you know me, I will, I will take a lot of chances and I will take a lot of risks because I believe that that's the only way to actually see if something works is to do it yourself. So the, the whole premise of this type of investing was I was to find some properties that I could actually resell to a developer here in my, my local city. And the market was really hot and developers were looking for inner city properties that they could subdivide. So what I did was I went door to door. Like I literally went door to door with a note. I knocked on doors and I would do this for probably an hour a day. And I didn't know what I was doing. I knew nothing about real estate investing. I, so I went door to door and I would leave a yellow note handwritten in each door if somebody didn't answer the door so that I could talk to. So I did this probably for about two weeks. And while I was doing, taking action with this, with this strategy, I would three to five times a day, I would visualize with emotion. I started off, it was visualizing with emotion because I, I was studying, I was studying different, um, highly regarded thought leaders being, like I said before, Wayne Dyer and Neville Goddard. And the thing that struck me the most was about acting as if, as is, feeling what it would feel like if I was to actually accomplish buying a house and then reselling it. And so I continued to do this every single day. So I would visualize, I would imagine a deal closing as, as, as vividly as I possibly could, right down to the point where I'm going to the lawyer's office and I would picture myself touching a check, having looking at the check made out to my company and the amount. And I continued to do this with feeling of what it felt like if I had this check in my hand, what I would be doing with the money, depositing it, what would I do after it? And I continued to do this. I did this straight and I was so consistent and, and very, very uh, passionate about it because I did believe in it. And so I got, a, I got a phone call. So I get this phone call from this lady. She received my note in her mailbox that I was interested in buying the a house and it happened to be her grandfather and he was in a home already. So she contacted me and she's, she said, yes, I'm, I'm, I would, I was actually going to list it, 
but let's talk about it. And I said, fine. So I, I went over to her, to the house. I looked at the house. I knew right away that, um, after quickly, uh, on the go <laughs> reading about that type of property was in a really, really good location. And I knew a developer would, would want it. So we met, um, I said, I went through the house and everything else and didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue what I was doing. And I checked out the zoning and the zoning was exactly what I needed for a developer to pay uh, a top dollar for it. And I said, let me get back to you with an offer. So I, I, I get back home and then I call a whole bunch of developers. And I said, look, I, I have a property and I didn't yet have it under contract. I have a property uh, would you be interested in purchasing it? You can't go and look at it, but this is basically the details of the property. I can get you into the property soon, but right now I'm just working out the details. I had two developers contact me and said, yeah, I'd be interested. What are you asking? So I, I said, let me get back to you. I, so I went back to the lady and I made her an offer of 600 grand. And she came back to me at 625 and I said, no, 600,000 because I knew I wanted to make $70,000. I knew I could sell it to a developer for 670. So it was back and forth and she, she did agree. I went to the developer and I said, okay, I have this property and let's, let's do it. But in the meantime, after I'd done the paperwork, I had completed the paperwork with the, the lady representing her grandfather, I get, this, I get this message from her because I had had all the paperwork sent to my lawyer and she had it sent to her lawyer. And this had been about almost two weeks had passed. She sends me this nasty message telling me that I had missed condition date I, to waive conditions to go firm on my deal. And what kind of, you know, I'm a joke, I'm this and that. And she was like really, really pissed off at me. I contacted my lawyer and my lawyer had lost the paperwork. And, and so the deal was dissolved. And so she said to me, look, I don't, t I'm, I'm not, I don't believe you. Um, um, I'm going to go and uh, list it and resell it. So she went and contacted probably three different realtors, top realtors in the city to, to list it at a higher price because she could have. And I, I guess in the, in the background, she didn't get, or something just didn't work out. But while this was going on, I had no deal. I had nothing. It was dead. And, and I had talked to a couple friends about this and they had said, oh yeah, your deal is done. But I continued to visualize the closing of my deal. And I still continued. It was actually, I continued the impossible. So I would visualize picking up my check, even when the deal was dead. And I continued to do this for another two weeks. So approximately two weeks to the day that the deal went sideways and she was pissed off at me, she sends me a text and she said to me, are you still interested in buying my property. And you have to remember, this was a hot market. It was a hot property. There's no way that she 
didn't sell it. Like she should have sold this property in a hot market because it was just dynamite property. Any developer would have picked it up at, at 600 grand would have been a complete steal for a developer. And I said, absolutely, let's do it. Let's do the paperwork. So we met again, redid the paperwork and I bought it for 600 grand, tied it up. I, I didn't close on it. Then I went back to my developer who wanted to buy it for 670 and did the paperwork with him. I told him I had this, this, this contract. I haven't closed on it. Do you want to assume the contract? And he said, absolutely. And so we did a separate contract and closed three weeks later. He had a check for me for $70,000 at his lawyer's office, office after the property was closed. And this was something that was completely impossible. But the, the thing to remember is that I continued to imagine the situation that I wanted and how I would feel and what I'd be doing after I closed on the property, not how it was going to happen after it happened. And I know that it must uh, even sound like that. I got lucky. I got lucky on my first real estate deal and maybe, but highly unlikely because I have many stories and synchronicities, many miracles that are very similar to this story that I will share uh, in upcoming episodes. But I just want you to know is that we have been gifted with this inner power. We have been gifted with imagination. And most people every day continuously just think the same thoughts every day. And it's like Groundhog Day. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I just want to remind you of your power because you have this power as well. You might be thinking that, that you can't do it or that you can't sit still with your thoughts or you can't sit still long enough to even focus on anything good because you there's so much shit going on in your life, especially right now, what is going on in the world. And I, and I totally get you and I get that. And, uh, but it's just like anything you practice it and you continue. Nobody starts at anything and is good at it from the get go. Some have talent maybe, but I'm just saying that the more you practice and put in the time to create what you want in your life, you will get better at it and you will start to see synchronicities lining up. And I'm not saying it is going to be easy, but anything worthwhile, if it only took you 30 minutes a day to create what you wanted in your life, wouldn't you think it would be worth it? I think so. And I have the results in my life that, uh, that prove it. And I know also too, that when I went through really difficult times, it was because of my mindset and how I let things go and not using my mind and my emotions properly. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was helpful to you in regards to what is possible because 
it is all possible. And I hope you found it super valuable and you want to share it with the world, make sure to screenshot it, post it on Instagram, and don't forget to tag me. Until next time, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Bye-bye.